Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of SpinCast. Today, we're diving back into the great world of collegiate esports. Today, we're joined by John O'Neill. Um, he is the head coach and coordinator of the esports program at Nova. Um, so without further ado, John, go ahead, introduce yourself. Give us a little bit about your background, right? How did you get started in esports, and how did that kind of take you into your current role um, there at Nova? For sure. Um, well, I started esports probably in my teens. Um, I played on a couple like amateur Halo teams. Um, it kind of snowballed into me getting like a PC, playing some CS:GO. Um, I didn't really understand like esports how big it was back then until I watched the the Boston Major for CS:GO when Cloud9 won, yep. and like that's when it like kind of like jump started for me. And I was like, I want to get into this. Um, I was going to college at the time. I didn't really know, like, I didn't have any, like, I came out of high school, I was in, like, ROTC and stuff, like, that was kind of, like, my friend group area. Mm -hmm. um, I got to college, I didn't really have that area. Um, all my friends went off to four-year schools, I was at a community college. Mm -hmm. So, like, I saw there was an esports program, I tried out. I didn't make it, actually, the first two times. I tried out for an Overwatch team, I didn't make it. Yeah. Um, I got called back again because people kept leaving. That's <laughs> the life of a community college. Um, sure. And... Um, I got on that time and it kind of went from I was a player on JV to a player on varsity to we got to go to like a LAN event and we won the LAN event. And then after that, I was kind of like, oh, I think I'm going to hang up my player. Now I'm going to become a coach. Mm -hmm. um, so I coached Overwatch for two years or like a semester, I have two semesters, sorry. I get it mixed up. And then this year, um, I actually got the opportunity to like head coach and coordinate some games. And that's really where I'm at right now. Awesome. Awesome. Great to hear. Great to hear that success story and that transition because now you kind of that experience in a number of different facets, right? Both playing and coaching. So you can take both those aspects to make your teams um, and your players better as well. Um, but my first question is, tell me a little bit more about Nova. Um, what games do you compete in? What competitions do you compete in? Um, and kind of give me that snapshot of that competitive side of the program um, from that titles and competitions. Yeah, for sure. Um, so in the past, we only like offered three games we were always overwatch league rocket league that was us from the start actually we just started with overwatch and league of legends but when when we had a transition of staff we decided that we we're going to have more games to give our students more opportunities so we jumped into rocket league we jumped in well yeah we jumped in the rocket league tft r6 and then when valorant came out so that was like we must do this like this is going to be huge in college so we jumped into that. And then even going with next semester, we're going to offer even more games. We're bringing Call of Duty and Fortnite, mm -hmm. which is, like, really big for us because it's getting huge in college, especially with plays versus, like, Fortnite's getting huge. So um, yeah, that's kind of where we're at now. Um, we found our success, really, with Rocket League and Valorant. Um, we're currently in, like, a – for our NJCAA, we have the NJCAA. We're in contention for a national championship. So um, – awesome. We'll see you next week, fingers crossed, uh, if we win it. But I'm, I'm pretty confident. Awesome. Well, I'll definitely be rooting you on. Obviously, winning a national championship is um, a dream come true um, for any college, to say the least. Um, but, yeah, Valorant Rocket League, you know, obviously we watch the games that are followed collegiately heavily um, because that's where we want our high school players to obviously have that um, recruiting arm, right? Um, so if it's not really played in, in – college then obviously we don't really offer it but in my opinion rocket league and valorant will probably be the two biggest esports at almost every level probably in the next two or three years right might even surpass league of legends um that's gonna be that like kind of that last frontier to beat um but it's so easy to watch both of those games right that's what i always come back to right league of legends its yeah. only downfall is like 
well, two really, right? It's really hard to play and really hard to get into. And then it's really hard for people to watch, right? So for like, hey, mom, hey, dad, I'm playing for my college esports team. I'm playing League of Legends. Like, awesome, sweet. Where do I watch? You, you know, send them the Twitch link or whatever. And they're like, I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> this is like absolutely <laughs> incredibly confusing. But with Valorant and Rocket League, it's really easy to follow, right? Um, and both, you know, Riot and Psionics slash Epic are doing really good things to make it even easier to watch, right, from a spectator system. Um, so that's awesome. Um, take me through, um, as my next question, take me through um, back to your playing days, what a day in the life of a collegiate esports athlete was. You know, what did practice look like? How did you balance that with your academics? Um, so on and so forth. Yeah, so I know every college is different. Um, we actually have an arena at our college. So uh, Nova consists of, uh, I think it's four or five campuses all spread out through Northern Virginia. So uh, we have like one central like location for college and we had an arena there. Um, so that we'd be there two times a week, four to seven one day and then seven to 10 another day. Mm -hmm. And that would just be like, most of us were like 15 credit hours. Uh, we'd be done by five easily and we'll just go to practice and get up there we do our four to seven practice usually just like no scrim we play comp we play whatever we go over strats vods mm -hmm. and then for our se seven to ten practice usually scrim session mm -hmm. and then we do like scrim like it's usually eight to ten and we vod review for the first hour that's yeah. usually how it was as a player and then like when it comes to game days you go you show up on saturday you don't know how long you're going to be there you show up at 12 you're like okay i've been here for five hours mm -hmm. i mean and we play it's all it, it was a fun life yeah, absolutely. That's um, kind of everyone's dream, right? Now tell me, now that you're one of the coaches, tell me kind of how that's changed and what new roles and new responsibilities you have now. A lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so it's more like I'm, instead of like going to practice every day, it's uh, I'm working every day with practice. So um, coordinating the matches at the beginning of the week, like uh, with COVID and everything, it's been like we have to plan the matches at the beginning of the week. There's no set time or days just because not everyone has the same availability as everybody. So we have to, like, schedule the matches out for the week. And then, um, yeah, and then keep me up with emails and that type of stuff, all your players, making sure the grades are good, all that type of stuff. So it's been pretty It's been pretty good. It's nothing crazy hard, but um, it's definitely, like, feels really good to, like um, – to like help all these students and see like how they grow and everything yeah absolutely you know when you kind of transition to that coaching role for everyone that i've talked to and all these different spin casts that i've done it's like a mountain of work right and especially in esports when it's still yeah. so new when there's really only like one or two coaches for like five eight ten teams right and you're sitting there like wow i'm the coach of rocket league and valorant and r6 and league of legends and it's like they all have matches tonight and they all have practices so i have to make sure they're set up for success um, at the same time, really, there should probably be two or three coaches per team, as kind of we see in professional esports, um, when in, in reality, it's kind of like one per four or five titles. So it's kind of flipped there. Um, but um, take me through, we talked about it a little bit before we started the recording, um, was, you know, that transition period in community college, right? How there's kind of a, a higher turnover rate as kids go to get scholarships. Um, so take me through that kind of process um, from now your coaching role um, and you know, how you keep those spots full over time to make sure that you have full rosters. Yeah, I mean, we don't really have a problem with keeping our rosters full sure. or keeping the interest up. We actually tried out like 140 kids last semester wow. for like in total for all four of our games. Um, so, but with community college, it's it can be a bit tricky 
because sometimes people take a little bit longer than expected. They take three years. Um, it's only supposed to be for two years, but some take three years sometimes. So we'll end up having them for three years. And with COVID, a lot of people are taking break years and that type of stuff. So, but um, I will say with two-year colleges, it's a great opportunity for players that are of high caliber to get scouted by four-year colleges before, like, before entering like the big bubble of games. Sure. I've had a couple players that of high caliber that have been like scouted by other schools. I've been contacted. So mm-hmm. I will say it's a great opportunity and people are looking. There's eyes out there everywhere. Yeah. So I know that that transfer kind of market is really similar to like even professional sports in the collegiate esports space of like keeping the eyes on the community college programs or the club programs, right? Some of the biggest college names from a notoriety standpoint, like LSU, right? They're not varsity. They don't really have scholarships like or in Clemson, right? really big name schools, but they also kind of like, you know, the, the programs that have scholarships kind of poach players from those other bigger programs or community colleges that have top tier talent, but not necessarily scholarships yet. Um, but over time, you know, obviously, what's that kind of future look like um, for Nova? Take me through kind of your guys's, you know, what are you looking down the road at um, so you can make sure that you continue to grow and succeed um, on a number of different um, fronts in esports? Yeah, I think like our biggest thing and like this is like our core values in the beginning is just provide the students with the opportunity to like compete and have fun. Um, that's always been our cores of like why we have this college sport esports program. Um, it's going to stay that way. Winning just comes with all of that. Um, I don't believe like we didn't build a program to win everything. We built a program to give the students an opportunity. And um, I, I think winning comes along with that. If you choose the right people, then um, – you'll keep it afloat for a long time. Yeah, absolutely. Right. You know, programs at the end of the day are made up by people. Um, but kind of my next question is obviously looking at next week, um, you know, national championship is coming up and we were talking about a little bit about it earlier. Um, talk to me about the prep work. You know, what are you guys focusing on right now um, to make sure that you're best set up to go win that national championship? Um, our biggest thing has just been keeping the norm. Um, we've been, doing our practice the same every like we scrim one day a week we the other day of the week we usually I mean we've been scrimming twice a week honestly most of the time but um just keeping up with like the latest with the patch and like the latest up with first strike and everything for Valorant mm-hmm. um it's been really important to us to watch like the programs like pro games and see what they're doing mm-hmm. and like how we can replicate it ourselves especially with like Korean games and stuff I mean they're mm-hmm. doing a lot of interesting things that we want to like take in take like from them mm-hmm. um but I, I wouldn't say like I'm not trying to like stroke my ego or anything, but like uh, we're not we're really confident going in. We haven't dropped a map in the season, so um, we play our semifinal match tomorrow, and then we if we win that, we'll go to the national championship next Friday. So uh, I think we're pretty confident. Um, we're definitely not overconfident, but uh, I think we're just like anxious to play, and we just are ready. So yeah, I think we just keep the norm, and we'll be fine. Exactly. It's all about, you know, I think it sounds like you're the biggest hurdle that could happen. It's just nerves, right? You know, you're good enough. I haven't dropped a map all season. Obviously that screams like, yeah, you're by far the favorite to say the least. Um, but you know, nerves is a tricky thing. So keeping that norm is obviously a really good way of like, Hey, this is just a normal week, normal match, right? Let's just go and win, take care of business. Um, and hopefully hoist that trophy at the end. Um, but, um, we are starting to run out of time here. Usually we only go for about 10 minutes on Spincast. Um, looking at the collegiate esports scene in general, obviously you have a couple of different perspectives from that playing side um, and that coaching side. Talk to me about what you kind of want to see change um, over time, right? Or maybe nothing. Maybe you just love it the way it is right now. But 
what out there is good, what out there is bad in collegiate sports, because it's still kind of the wild, wild west, right? There's so many new programs, so many new kind of faces and entities entering the space um, that there's not a whole lot of concrete structure. Um, so just talk to me about, you know, mm-hmm. kind of looking towards the future for the scene in general. What would you like to see come to fruition? I think the biggest thing for me, like, well, first of all, I'd like to say like college esports right now is like the fastest growing, like it's maybe even faster growing than professional scene. It's Absolutely. insane. Absolutely. Like all these colleges are coming in, community colleges, mm-hmm. everybody's coming in. Everybody wants to put their, their foot in the bucket. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, the only thing I'd like to see change that um, it hurts for smaller colleges like us is I like to have some like regulations on like how long a player can play or uh, maybe like, an age limit or something because it can be kind of I will say annoying sometimes that all these pro players are coming in and like I I think it's great like I think it's great for like publicity and like we're gonna get all these players in and like uh for example like the OC players that came from uh that came from league and they're like coming to college like that's great but like for those smaller schools like that though I mean it's it hurts us like yeah because like it's really hard we can't recruit like that Mm -hmm. but I understand that from college football and everything else like the bigger schools are going to get the better players, but I don't know. I think some regulations to come in. Uh, but at the same time, I think like we're in a really good spot right now. Yeah, absolutely. I, I always uh, preface that question with what you said is that collegiate sports is growing incredibly fast and it's already so big and there's already so much great things happening um, already. Right. So I'm just super excited to see the future, but I do agree with you is that kind of comes down to that lack of structure, right? Where you have these really big schools with a lot of, re- a lot of resources, a lot of money, right, at its core, um, being able to recruit and get more coaches and have more time and better facilities and better equipment, right? Which obviously you have all of those things. You'll probably be more successful at the end playing against smaller <laughs> schools, right? Where in traditional sports, everything's kind of tiered out, right? Your big time schools, they all compete in one kind of competition, right? And the smaller ones have their own competition as well. Well, right now in esports, it's kind of just a mishmash of everything. So I think over time, we'll see those lines separate. Um, so it's uh, more of a fair playing field um, by resources, at least. Totally agree with you. Um, my one last question for you um, before we run out of time is looking at um, not just the collegiate esports in, um, scene in general, but the esports scene in general, right? So same question. Um, what would you like to see come to fruition for everything esports um, as same thing esports is already so big, growing so fast, but yet it's not quite that mainstream uh, media coverage, right? We don't see it on ESPN. You don't see it on primetime NBC, Sunday Night Football quite yet. Um, so kind of, you know, what, how do we get there, right? What, what needs to come to fruition um, to really cement esports as a, a global competition for everybody? I think, I think uh, I'm a big, like, firm believer in Rick Fox. Like, I, I think, like, what he says is, like, perfect. Like, we need to start treating esports, like, as athletes. I mean, we're already recognized as the government as athletes. Yeah. But um, I think it's, like, it needs to be put on the level of, like, like the NBA and the MLB. I mean, we're probably putting – I wouldn't say we're putting in the equal amount of time mm-hmm. as sports players, sports athletes. And um, I think it just needs to be more recognized. Yeah. We get our we get our show on uh, ESPN like every two months for Rocket League. Like that's uh-huh. not enough. Like we need like first strike on ESPN. We uh-huh. need LCS on okay maybe not LCS LEC on ESPN. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we just need we need more coverage. I mean, the more people learn about like how much time we put in and everything, the more people will respect it and mm-hmm. like respect our grind. 
Absolutely. Totally agree. You know, there's that difference of like, you know, the government saying, yeah, esports athletes are athletes, but then also just the general public acceptance of like, hey, yeah, you play esports, you are, you know, part of athletics, right? Or you are an athlete, right? And at the end of the day, you put in the same amount of work, right? A college football athlete and a League of Legends athlete, they, they practice the same amount, right? They play the same amount, right? The amount of work it takes to be that good from just a pure hours perspective is the same, right? You dedicate basically your entire life to that. Um, so at the, at its core, it is the same. So it's just about, you know, everyone else kind of accepting and realizing that that is the case. Um, but we are at a time here, another great edition of SpinCast. Um, John, if you will go ahead, plug yourself, plug your program, tell us, tell us where we can keep up to date on everything Nova related on social media or any other platforms. Uh, twitter.com slash NBCC sports, twitch.tv slash Nova Nighthawks. Uh, shout out to the college. <laughs> Awesome. Awesome. Thanks for taking the time to sit down with me on SpinCast to all our viewers and listeners. Um, thanks for sticking around the entire time. Stay healthy and stay happy out there, especially with COVID. Um, take care of yourself, take care of your loved ones, and ultimately stay plugged in. Mm -hmm.